Hello and welcome to this episode of the Resonate podcast. This week I was speaking to Frankie about being a musician, her decade of work in prisons and with ex-offenders for the charity Changing Tunes, and the impact that music can have in those spaces. Welcome, Fran. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, hi there. I have connections with St Stephen's and Holy Trinity churches in Bristol, and I have lived in Bristol for over, I think it's just got over about 11 years. And for most of that time, I've been working in music one way or another. Mostly that's been with the charity Changing Tunes, running community music sessions in prisons. And I started to bring in training in music therapy and eventually working post-qualified in music therapy, bringing that alongside, but also in prison work. When did you first come across music? When did you first pick up a musical instrument yourself? Hmm. Um, I feel like I've always been singing. I'd never remembered a point where I started. So I think just it, it started in early childhood and just sailed on through from there. And then uh, when I was about 10 years old, my parents got me started on piano and Soon after that, I felt a strong pull towards the guitar. So I started guitar lessons as well. So in a way, quite sort of late, actually, to start picking up instrument lessons. But we always had a piano in the house as well. So I think probably as a toddler, I would be plinking and plonking on a piano a little and enjoying the odd occasion if a family member would sit down and play something for us. What is your favourite music? Can you decide a genre or...? a type of music you like the most? I'm so grateful for a mixture of genres in my life for listening to, but when it comes to my playing time with music, I feel a really strong affinity to classical folk. So sorry, I can't pin it down even more than that, but I just sort of travel, seem to travel between more contemporary, minimalist style classical music and into sort of like folky influenced stuff from there. Nice. Also a folk fan. What do you love about music? I think for me it's quite, it's because of what happens on quite a deep level, I feel, for music and took me a while in life to become aware of that magic, but sort of can recognise that it's always been about some magic working at a deeper level I think it's basically that music shows me about myself it shows me about the world and sometimes it shows me about things that are that feel like even beyond this world. Did you kind of study music formally how did that kind of come about? Well you've really got me there actually because I don't know quite what sort of helped me decide to do an undergrad degree in music. I did toy with the idea of becoming a vet growing up, but I think I kind of realised that when I had to pass with flying colours in biology and chemistry and physics, that (laughs) it wasn't really happening and stuff was happening in music. So probably got a little bit of help from some grown-ups around me at the time to sort of shift me down the music route 
yeah, well, I did come away from that degree inspired to bring music and people together in my work in one way or another. And eventually that led to me going on to do a master's in music therapy. So maybe nice to kind of segue then into your work with Changing Tunes. Can you tell us all about it? Yeah, Changing Tunes is a charity that grew up in Bristol. So it's a nice kind of hometown charity, but now it has done some good work to spread across parts of the UK. And I think it's just about exceeded over working in 20 UK prisons. So their focus is community style music sessions. It can be quite open and quite versatile from there. So within each prison setting, Changing Tunes works out whether one-to-one teaching instrument lessons would work or group kind of choirs or bands just working with the strength of that prison setting and the strength of the music musician but the employed musician goes in week after week just permanently there building up relationships with people coming to music sessions and and incorporating all sorts of musical activities into that and what was the thinking behind why this is a good approach or why this is needed why did changing tunes start I guess a chaplain in Bristol prison who knew a musician invited said musician in to just bring a bunch of guitars and have a play around and teach a little bit just in a one-off session and um, it appeared that it was something that prisoners could really get on board with and they just reported a lot of benefits and it just really grew and spiralled on from there. Yeah, and now we really hold to those benefits and numerous benefits really of what can take place when you've got a joint task that's creative and enjoyable like music together. Just of being able to offer people a route into expression, particularly when it comes to some of the really difficult emotions of the journey through life in prison and all that's come before that point. Songs and music can often touch on far, I want to say far corners of human experience, but do you know what I mean? Sort of like, I know that um, on the radio, we get used to hearing songs about topics that just go round and round but actually once you get digging into musical repertoire you see you can see that people have documented so many aspects of human experience Um, and it's really good to like tap into that network and realize that you can share in that. You talked a little bit about music therapy but what is your sort of specific role within Changing Tunes? So it's changed a bit over the years because I've been with Changing Tunes for 10 years and for the first six of those I was running music sessions like that in Eastwood Park Women's Prison in Bristol and after about six years I switched to becoming a line manager so another musician came in and did that job and I line managed and got to keep sort of um, checking in on that which was nice through supporting them and then focused on post-release work so that's now still a big part of my focus in the job is building up the music sessions in and around Bristol with ex-prisoners. 
what kind of changes have you seen in the different variety of people that you've worked with through this work? I think a lot of my journeys with people through the gate have tended to be with the women of Eastwood Park kind of coming out still. And um, there was a woman who had spent the past 30 years in and out of prison. So she'd never stayed out of prison longer than three months And each sentence was quite short. She was getting picked up for petty theft that she was committing those offences to fund her heroin addiction. And when she had the first opportunity to sing, she realised for her that she just felt and experienced a lot of freedom in that. And it was something that she'd never really been allowed to do, but wanted to do in life. And she just came to two sessions in the prison, then was due for release, kept coming post-release. And from that point on, never went back into prison. And it's not for want of us doing anything particularly special apart from meeting every couple of weeks to have a sing she just found a lot of meaning in that and that went on for about 10 years so recently she has passed away she was getting older and had some health complications but yeah we never saw her go back in prison for 10 straight years and she just kept on singing with us and enjoying that do you find that's common that you have that longevity of working with people you have that relationship with people over time yeah that is that's quite common yeah there's another woman who's been around for about 15 years and she's still going and she has come from a place of being in a very struggling place with her mental health to now being a bit of an expert and being able to manage her ongoing mental health issues quite well herself with some support here and there but then just getting herself involved in all the discussions policy building going on to panels boards of trustees just to sort of really help inform and influence policy around the justice system when it comes to women and mental health so that yeah there's a few like her and for the men as well that's the same really long-standing members but short-term short-term members are, are really welcome as well because I think for some people it's really meaningful to do say a year of work and then move on with their lives entirely and that's with every blessing from us that they might go on to do something different after that as well. And I guess we've been thinking about how the things that you do might influence and change other people but have you felt the other way? Have you been changed by the work that you've done over this decade? Yeah, definitely, definitely have. I think it can be very humbling, the work. I think you, I can see how I've drawn certain strengths from just being around people who have had to find strength from nothing almost. So people who just kind of build up hope from the ground, what they can then gift you in terms of that can be amazing and I think my understanding of music has changed I used to take my singing for granted because it was a little bit bread and butter 
it was just all I'd ever known and it's really always felt like quite an easy thing for me to do but I've had different encounters with it sometimes it's helped me to relate to it as more of a sacred activity at times which I'm really grateful for. Have things changed? Obviously, the last 18 months in particular have been quite challenging for many people in different ways. Did that change the way that you had to work? Did that influence things or did things carry on much as before? Uh, No, yeah, everything ground pretty much to a halt for the whole team. Um, We wrote letters to those in prison who we had been working with and started producing work packs for in-cell music learning, um, different instruments, and that includes a singing work pack to practice your singing in your cell. And yeah, so just keeping up contact in ways that we could. Zoom sessions with people who were um, in the community, but doing music over Zoom doesn't work quite so well. Not kind of live music practice, but we tried different things around that and it was good to just stay in contact where we could and with the rest of our available time we started meeting really regularly on zoom um, as a team and just used it as a refreshment time got to know each other a bit better it was less structured it was more sociable time as a team but out of that came some really nice creative ideas that really fed our work afterwards and kind of looking back on the time that you've been working with changing tunes what do you think you enjoy the most what's the things you really kind of get up for for work I think maybe small things would include just the the sparks that you can see flying uh, from people's excitement when they get to have a go at music maybe for the first time or you can see how much they've been looking forward to the session um, in the days in between so that responsibility for people in prison has felt like something that kind of keeps you keeps your momentum going and then there's some big things that feel really fun and um, life-giving we we run off in usual times we run off a diary of events throughout the year that's seen us perform at festivals city concerts different venues small gigs busking all manner of kind of like performance opportunities they're really really fun definitely it's interesting you kind of allude to the difference between the sort of there's the performance side of music as well as that just the the playing, the making music, the kind of informal sessions. Do you do you prefer one to the other? <laughs> um, probably a slight preference for jamming these days. I think I started off the opposite. I think there are huge drives in the music industry to focus a lot on performance and to make it about performance. I'm really grateful for the odd opportunity but they're sort of quite weird as well, quite weird experience to perform and um, use different energy for it. In the jamming, once you get kind of comfortable with the concept, um, there's loads of interesting stuff that takes place and just simply 
sitting with other people and coming up with music and collaborating with music and that feels like very rich social time and sort of good medicine for us kind of what we could as a people could do with more of possibly is to sit around almost like having conversation but just musically and then kind of perhaps the other side if you think back over your kind of time working there have there been things that have been challenges over that time are there things that you kind of think or we overcame that or things you think that has always been sort of an element that is more more difficult massive massive challenges the prison environment is unfortunately still quite messy with with I just want to say kind of inequalities but not sort of blaming the prison for that but just it's just got this sadness about it because people are coming into prison from backgrounds in their lives that have been so unfortunate and there's just this kind of like imbalance there really in terms of what people have suffered with um, their health and their family dynamics and their safety and things like that so that I think you never really shrug off although Eastwood Park like really the staff um, band together and give it some good camaraderie and there's like positive things in place to be really supportive some of what's just really downright quite sad for people and their life stories it doesn't go so I think that that can feel like just something for your shoulders to sort of bear and I think slowly over time mine have sagged a little at times under that pressure and then there's contending with the questions around justice and how do we move on after an offence like keeping victims in mind um, sometimes it feels like you're entering into a place where questions about the dark side of humans are being asked and that can be quite heavy and intense as well yeah uh you asked about kind of learning and I think slowly I've learned how to get my boundaries right it takes a lot of practice but I can see now that I've sort of slotted into a practice around my boundaries that feel right it's interesting you say this sort of this darker side of humanity then that sort of in a sense seems to counterbalance with music which seems like such an opposite do those things feel like they sit easily together is it very natural that you're kind of going in and yeah, music therapy, this makes sense. It in some ways seems like um, a, a, quite a juxtaposition of the one with the other. Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I think that's a good point because I guess music can be about darkness and it can re- really helpfully be about darkness. But really what you tend to see um, rising up out of people when they can access music making is the good side of them the the right and light side I would say so it's it's really great to be able to encourage that and then if you kind of stick in your mind with the ideas about redemption and forgiveness that might be possible 
in this circumstance, then you know that um, music has helped um, shining a light on what you have left to hope about a person and the potential for change. You, you talked a little bit about kind of different sessions that are run and you talked a little bit about music therapy. What does music therapy really look like? Is that is that part of all of these things that you do? Is there some sort of specific things that you can do that are, are very specifically therapy through music? Well, yeah. So um, music therapy can be applied very broadly. And um, what changing tunes achieves um, in terms of the relationships with people through music fits fine, fits really well within a music therapy framework. There's just the sense in terms of distinguishing, I guess that changing tunes could be seen as a community music activity, which is really beneficial um, and has lots of therapeutic benefits. I guess you could see the going to a music therapy session as opposed to a community music session perhaps you could distinguish the difference there in terms of um, say if um, you were having quite an emotional time and you spent time with friends and family informally that might be everything you need to help you but if that emotional time just um, kept going on and on and you were thinking actually when's the point that I go to the doctor and start to sort of distill and assess a bit more carefully what's happening for me and try and get kind of um, on the road out from that then perhaps that would be more like going to a music therapy session so there's a focus and and reasons why someone might approach music therapy Um, Whereas for the community music, you might feel absolutely fine and still find it good for your well-being to go along. For many people, there's perhaps an invisibility about prisons within our society. Some people will have contacts, will have family members, will have experiences themselves. For other people, it's something that they could sort of happily pretend doesn't exist or, or have no contact with at all. And... I guess, therefore, it can be quite hard to actually imagine or envisage what is something that's beyond a lot of people's experiences. Do you mm. think the, the prison activities that you do are, for some people, that community element? Is it be- because that community element doesn't exist within prisons and therefore they, can, they, they are music-based, but actually they are a way of, as you said before, facilitating talking about emotions facilitating a community element and that the music is important but in a, in a sense it's just the the opportunity to create that to give that space or is it kind of really important that it is music specifically does that open doors or, or maybe something of each communities can exist quite strongly on their own grounds um and uh, i think there's in women's prisons you get quite a lot of solidarity shown for each other and women's prisons aren't categorised so all manner of offences people have committed if you're a woman you mean you go and live alongside very different kind of um, people who committed very different kinds of offences to what you might have and so you get your problems as well but um, 
generally women sort of accept that we have to kind of um, muscle along together and kind of get by somehow and then kind of community can become quite strong. What I would say about the music is that there's lots of well-being aspects that it brings into it. You can visibly see physical tension that prisoners hold and carry about in their bodies and music can uh, bring some really helpful release physically from that tension and then it's it can kind of be a lovely impartial activity so it can be a really good leveler between people because it's accessible for any kind of level there's something that everyone can do to join in with music activity everyone has something musical in them to contribute even if you have to start the basics like just a nice pulse that they might hear from their heart beating and start to get in touch with that pulse and put it out into the group so so socially music can really help as well of course there are other creative mediums that would be really important not to dismiss like art projects and dance and drama and all of those mediums could collaborate really nicely put together I advocate strongly for music it's my thing and you know lots of other people find something special in music but um maybe not everyone not all the time maybe other people have to find something else is there a way that if people are not in prison people who listen to this podcast are interested in this work are there practical things that people can do to support them Mm -hmm that changing teams does yeah there are so if somebody was musical and had a bit of time spare on their hands then they could sign up to be a volunteer and um, you could end up volunteering in prison sessions or community um, out in Bristol say post-release sessions or even just playing in a concert band from time to time. We do concerts in prisons, outside of prisons. So you'd find yourself alongside prisoners or ex-prisoners just supporting musically. Um, There um, are always funding needs for changing tunes. So on our website, there's a donate button because we're we're not government funded for this work so it is a charity that fundraises for the work that goes on and I think um not sort of directly linked with changing tunes but sort of around prisons in general there are other ways to get involved you can become a prison visitor for instance which is really appreciated um, when a prisoner doesn't have any family or friends nearby enough to come and visit then they will have sessions with a volunteer who's just sort of a befriender almost just coming in to have a chat once a month or so. Um, And you're actually coming to the end of your your time working um, with Changing Tunes which kind of perhaps puts you in a perspective of having a time to reflect back on it or maybe you haven't quite had the moment to do that Um, but yeah what will you what will you miss what will you miss oh I'll miss so much I think um it's just been really special to draw close to 
people and um, allow a space for them to share about themselves, share their life stories. I think there's an intimacy in performing and jamming music together. So there's these sorts of bonds that you can feel that come through the work, um, through the sort of professional relationship. So certain people end up feeling like they're almost part of your family, part of your extended family in some ways over a long time. Changing tunes is always fun. So it's just uh, been lovely to be involved in something where there's always a session around the corner and you just get to pitch up with your guitar or whatever and jump in learning different kinds of music so I'll miss that kind of activity in music as well. Do you have any favourite memories when you look back on this period on this period working there? Yeah so I've got to perform in some fairly prestigious um, settings. We performed with ex-prisoners in London's South Bank Centre to a full, full audience in St George's, Bristol. I want to say the big hall that's changed its name, is it called the Beacon now? Yeah. The Bristol Beacon. Um, the Bristol Beacon, yeah. So really fun settings to find ourselves doing stuff in. And then in prison as well, we've had some slightly raucous kind of um, concert times, lots of fun, where like officers have been encouraged to get up on stage among prisoners and do sing-alongs and yeah have kind of the whole chapel on their feet waving and singing along and really enjoying themselves. And I guess then what's next and will it include music? Yeah so my family and I are going to be moving out of the city into a more rural setting for a bit more space and a bit more of a, a kind of farmy kind of life and we're going to be joining a community that has a lot of sustainability projects going on, land sustainability and food sustainability. And from there, I'm hoping to build up some music therapy work, but it might be in a bit of a different field, like perhaps with children with special needs. When you were doing your music undergrad degree, is this what you thought your kind of music would is this kind of where you thought you'd end up? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I guess I had lots of interests for it and maybe I thought there'd be a chance that I'd go down a heavier performance route and songwrite all the time or um, maybe get into some composing, kind of film composing stuff. So no, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a surprise. Thank you so much, Fran, for talking to me for the podcast. Um, it was really interesting to hear the full kind of range of what you've done. So thank you for giving up your time to speak to me today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, hope that it's made sense. This podcast was produced by me, Emily McGrath, and with thanks to Frankie for speaking with me about her work at Changing Tunes. It is brought to you by the Resonate Bristol team in association with St Stephen's and Holy Trinity Hotwells Churches. The music was created by Scott Holmes, accessed through the Free Music Archive. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Resonate Bristol. Join us again next time. Bye.